Welcome, everybody, to... The Cellcast. Yes, this is real music. Dark, brooding, important, groundbreaking. Check out the lyrics. Darkness. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. With me tonight is your host, he was really wanting to build a spaceship... Jacob! Well, thank you very much. I'd love to introduce our our co-host, who, kind of like Unikitty, has to think happy thoughts. Welcome, Drew. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, Jiminy Crickets. Even though, no, he's not in this movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, how have you been doing this week, Jacob? Man, I'm doing good. Just busy. Just Life is complicated sometimes but you take it one day at a time that's all you get would you say that that song playing incessantly helps or do you know what song i'm referring to you ought to we heard it four times at least everything is awesome yeah (laughs) does that does that song help or hinder you in (laughs) when you're when you're this busy uh no sometimes it's you know it it kind of picks you up. It's okay. This is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. My yeah, problem like, is, is I've heard the song to the point where it's like everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, my work, I'm, I'm sure I'm a part of the team, but I'm really early on in the process, and I'm yeah. not really working with anybody. Yeah, they're so working off of me. Solo. So yeah, I everything's gotcha. okay when you're. At the beginning of the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're the first guy and you're the only one doing work at the moment on this project. Oh, those are fun. Those yes. are fun moments. So, yeah. Uh, what have you been watching this week, Jacob? Man, uh, I've had... What I've been watching... I got the chance to watch uh, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, I remember watching this movie quite a few years ago and I was like, man, I love the animation. In it. Mm-hmm. I love the animation. It's just... It's a great film. It's a great mm-hmm. film. It's... It's based after obviously the Street Fighter series. I'm not a game. I'm not a quote unquote gamer. I be mm-hmm. able to. I really really enjoy games. Yeah, and someone who grew up watching people play Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, all those films, all those games. It's like, ooh, I really want to watch this. Be like, who's this character? Who's this character? It's like, oh, okay, now who this is. But now, it's it's enjoyable. It was an enjoyable film. Someone who coming as someone who has played enough of the Street Fighter games to know when characters show up, I know it probably had Ryu and Ken. Yes. Who else did it have? Um, what were the other characters? Uh, I know Blanca was in it. Okay, so yeah, we are talking Street Fighter Two, yeah. not one of the other ones. Yeah, Street Fighter Two. Okay. Uh, because uh, technically, Ryu and Ken are the only characters that we know in uh, the first Street Fighter game. Yeah, but the first Street Fighter game was not that popular. Yeah, you get especially over here. Yeah, you get M Bison, who's just this menacing, yeah, huge character. It's like, oh my gosh, how does how the world defeat him? Mm-hmm. You have to watch and see. Be like, and plus Zangief's there. <laughs> well, of course, who else is going to uh, smash man's head between his thighs like a spider? like, I'm saying this long. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched yes. Ralph. But but the, um, but the odd thing in this this the the dub of this movie mm-hmm. he doesn't speak with a Russian accent. He's like, huh? Sense. Be like, you did you they hear not him say, know he was Russian? Apparently not. <laughs> How do you not know when you hit his thing? It says USSR. It's like where else is that? 
Yeah, for those of you who don't know, the USSR is Soviet, the... The United Soviet Socialist Republics. Yeah, which we know which now. Which we now know is Russia. Russia. <laughs> it's what Russia was before the wall fell. Yeah, but anyway, I think the the and I also we got to watch recently. I'm not going through it right now, but I'm watching Alita Battle Angel, the mm-hmm. anime, and because we both have, I've at least seen the live action. You're watching it in preparation for the live. Yeah, action. I'm watching preparation, and plus the animation. Now, granted, I'm an animation nut. Hint: While we're doing animation, say, and who in this room is not? <laughs> Just being honest yeah. here, anybody. You there are. in the corner? Who are you? Why'd you get in here? Right, <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> You're crazy, man. How did they get in here? <laughs> Set the traps. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh me. <laughs> oh, snarf, snarf, snarf. So you've you're watching Battle Angel Alita? Yes, I'm watching Battle Angel Alita. Alija, Alija. <laughs> Admittedly, that is a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a great film. Be apparently when they were doing it, they weren't because it's based off of a manga. Yeah, they did a two. A it's two, based uh, off of a uh, Gum In, I believe, is the name of the manga. Yeah, I think so. Something it's like a that. weird name. Yeah, it's so apparently they did. They plotted for a two-episode OVA, which an mm-hmm. OVA stands for. Original Video Animation. Thank you. And that's all they were going to do. It's essentially Japanese for straight-to-DVD release, or straight-to-home video release. Yes. And the story is somewhat confusing a little bit. Uh, well, I can tell you this from having seen the live-action movie. Yeah. I have, and, I, and I'm saying this because I swear it feels like having not seen the OVA. Okay. It kind of feels like they were trying to match the OVA point for point. Okay. At least, uh, they are adapting that more than they were the manga. Yeah. It felt like it was about four story arcs that would normally take a full anime season crammed into two hours. So I'm assuming this is the same, but crammed into two episodes. That uh, could be. Uh, the one thing I kind of noticed, because a lot when an anime is being dubbed over here in the States, there's a lot of grunting. A l- there's so much grunting in this because sh- mm-hmm. when you first meet uh, uh, don't get me lying on any name besides Alita I'm sorry yeah. I, I've only watched that the, the live action movie once and I don't know characters names yet okay well my question was what is uh, our main character's name in the movie the girl you mean yeah Alita yeah we know at some point she was called 99 oh okay and but we never, at least in the live action movie, yeah. ne- never heard her name other than Alita because she never got her memory back yeah. fully from that time. Well, in the anime, she's called Gali. Gali? Gali. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently the guy who found her and rebuilt her called her Gali. So, Whereas in this one, he called her Alita. Yeah. Who knows, right? <laughs> anyway. Anyways, so yeah, be like, I watched it, I watched it via YouTube. And I know this is going to be kind of, kind of the legality. It's like, it's like, well, be like, when you buy it? Well, probably not. You're probably not able to find it anymore because who knows who owns the rights to it now? Yeah, and plus it's out of print. Well, like someone could bring it back into print, but if they were going to do that, you'd think they'd done it before the live action. Movie you was thought released. they would have, but, but it could be that nobody knows who has the rights, and probably the original, since it's an OVA. Yeah. It could be the original masters were lost a long time ago. That could be true. Which is very common for the OV, for uh, old Japanese OVAs. Yes. For someone to be like, I've watched before and rewatching it again, totally recommend it if you are going to go watch Alita Battle Angel. 
it's definitely worth a watch. Go check it on YouTube. And I will say, as a live-action recommendation, go watch uh, Alita Battle Angels. It is a fun movie. Yeah. I'm not going to say I enjoyed it 100%, but at the same time, I knew nothing going into it. So, I kept, it, it's one of those where I'm, I'm fairly certain if I want to watch it the second or third time, which I'm fairly certain I'm going to because the <laughs> action was that good. Um, I'm not going to, my hang-ups from the first viewing are going to go away. Okay. But I, it's, a good, it's a fun movie. Okay. I wasn't disappointed at the very least. I just was confused. Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> right. like I said, it feels like they crammed four story arcs into two hours. That can happen. Yeah. So, what have you been watching? Well, besides Alita, uh, I got a ch- I was able to go watch the sequel to the movie we're reviewing tonight. Oh. I just got to go see Lego Movie Part 2. Oh. Or, sorry, the Lego Movie, the second part. Hmm. Or is it the Lego Movie 2, the second part? Anyway, I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, if you, for some reason, haven't watched the first movie, A, what are you doing listening to this podcast before we completely spoil it? Because I guarantee you I'm spoiling the end of this movie in the first first couple minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, the movie doesn't make sense until you do. Oh, yeah. Um, in my opinion. But uh, definitely go watch the first Lego Movie before you see Lego Movie 2, the second part. Yeah, because it picks up right after mm-hmm. the this movie ends. Yeah, I actually had a uh, uh, a mother we both know from church mm-hmm. uh, had messaged me via messenger on Facebook and saying, "Hey, do we need to watch Lego One before we go watch the Lego Movie 2? And obviously, yes, go watch it. It's only two hours. It's not going to take that long. No, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Honestly, if you watch it out of order, you're going to ruin the first movie. Yeah. I personally think. But uh, I would think so. Yeah. So uh, besides that, I have... Uh, besides that, I got a chance to go back and watch an anime that I had gotten re- just recently gotten a retaste of a couple weeks ago when... Okay. Uh, we met at our friend's house to watch for that anime night. Oh, yeah. And I brought that anime, uh, School Rumble. Oh, yeah. And we watched the first episode. Yeah. It had been years since I saw it, but watching that one episode put a hunger in me. Ah. But I had some stuff to catch up on first before I could get to it. I of finally course. got to it this week. Good. I watched about seven episodes, and I'm remembering what it is I love about this show. Ah. Uh, I, I should explain what it is. It is a romantic comedy. Yeah. Written by a guy. Which okay. does change the outlook on things. Yeah. It means it's actually funny. Okay. <laughs> it's not just sentimental and sweet. There is sentimentality and sweet, but yeah. it's usually ruined a couple seconds later or <laughs> something else that happens. But in most of the cases, yeah. In most of the cases, you have in these sh- in romantic comedies, you mm-hmm. sometimes end up in with a love triangle. Oh, of course. Or sometimes a love square. Mm-hmm. Those or, are always interesting. Or if they're going to get really crazy, a love hexagon. Or just a harem. Har- harem. harem. That's when it harem. becomes a harem. It becomes a harem. Uh, this is a love tesseract. A tesseract? <laughs> so it's the mind stone. No. Uh, space stone. Space stone, yes. thank you. But mostly I'm trying to say it's a fourth dimensional object. Okay. <laughs> it's only... It's only the space stone in Marvel. It, the word Tesseract <laughs> came before that. Um, I know. But anyway, uh, I'll put it this way. Our 
the hero of our tale, and I'm convinced this guy is actually the hero, even though he is the protagonist, yeah. is a guy by the name of Harima. He is in love with a young girl named Tenma. Okay. Tenma is in love with another guy named Karasama. Oh, fun. Karasama only loves curry. The food. The food? The food. Curry. Oh, fun. <laughs> he has no feelings for love or any feelings at all from what we can tell about anything else. But at the same time, you've got all these other love things that people who are in love with other... Because this is all happening in a school. Yeah. Hormones are raging, but oh, this yeah. is rated for kids to actually watch. So yeah. nothing of that nature happens, although they so, hint that it could any minute now. So it's not school days. <laughs> I don't know what school days is. It's an anime. <laughs> it it sounds very similar to that because apparently the the lead guy he's like crushing for this girl, mm-hmm. and so he finally gets with her, and that great. And they apparently have sex. Yeah, but, this doesn't get that far. Yeah this this goes where oh he he's like oh I don't like her I'd be like. I'm not really into her anymore, so mm-hmm. he cheats on her and cheats on her with all these other girls, and then he, by the end of the series, he winds up getting stabbed to death. <laughs> yeah, that's not what this is. Yeah. Stabby, 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 stabby. Uh, no death occurs <laughs> in this show. It is almost borderline ridiculous the kind of stuff that happens. Oh, okay. As a example, uh, at the end of one of the episodes, uh, it's raining. Tenma realizes uh, if she holds back, maybe her and Karasuma can walk underneath her umbrella in the rain like a romantic couple would. Yeah. Well, he comes up, says, hey, uh," she she says, "Uh, hey, Karasuma, did you forget your umbrella? We can walk under mine. He says, no, I brought my rain costume. First off, rain costume's an odd term. Okay. So I wasn't sure what it meant, but they quickly show it's essentially a, a poncho. Oh, okay. But the joke doesn't work if you say poncho. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. It's, I like to think of it as a, it's an intentionally weird term for poncho. It's really you. how it's it kind of that's what it's supposed to be because she thinks she she comes to the realization because she hears another couple talking about how oh we've both got umbrellas but we can walk on we can still tr- share one for fun because it's it's what romantic couples do so she realizes oh we can still do that even if he's wearing his ring costume so she turns around say hey Karasa, we can just walk under my umbrella for fun and he's standing there dressed as a water imp <laughs> now i don't know essentially specifically in japanese yeah. culture a kappa okay if you don't know what that is they are according to ancient japanese mysticism yeah uh what what causes things uh what causes it to rain over there? Oh, okay. And they're generally friendly creatures, but they are. It is related to old Japanese mysticism. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I'm probably some person's going to hear this and go say, "You don't know what a kappa is, you ignorant American." <laughs> probably, probably. But I'm just going based on what I understand. But he's standing there dressed as one of these water imps. Yeah. And it just sits on that for a couple seconds because you can tell she doesn't know what to do. He has no emotion. <laughs> and he's just standing there. And it's like that for 30 seconds. Oh, okay. 30 awkward seconds for everybody watching. Oh, okay. And finally he says, 
well, bye. And he walks off and she's, and you're, you can tell she's one, she's thinking something. Yeah. Can't tell what she's thinking. <laughs> Finally, she says, oh, he is so adorable. <laughs> he goes, oh, you an idiotic girl. Uh, but that's why I love you. <laughs> that's why I want to see this adventure continue. Okay. So yeah, that is one of my favorite shows and I've been watching it. Okay. Uh, I want to take, I want to make one disclaimer about going and watching the anime version of Elite Battle Angel. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly family friendly because there yes. are, there is, there is, uh, I think, one or two sex scenes. There is a nudity scene. There is harsh language. And there is excessive violence that gets very bloody. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And I will say for School Rumble, there are a couple times where while they don't actually do anything, yeah, it's kind of alluded to, if left unchecked, it might go to something, but the comedy never allows it to happen. Oh, okay. So there's so, there's the kind of like a well, like at some point, alluding to it's alluding to like they only always talk about well, maybe I can steal a kiss while she's asleep. Yeah, and it's like I know what you're saying. But the fact that you're called a pervert immediately after kind of tells me what you're actually saying. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in this, in this flashback scene, she's in seventh grade, and you are also in seventh grade. What are you doing? You. You're underage. You're gonna get kicked. You're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, what's in the news? Well, we had a trailer release. Yeah, for a movie that is a sequel to a movie we've already reviewed. Really? So yeah, this hit. Quicker than I think either one of us realized. Yeah, I was I was shocked when this came out. I, I knew it was in production, mm-hmm. especially after the end of Wreck-It Ralph 2 with the trailer tease. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was funny. That was not actually a trailer tease, but it was no, funny No, but it was anyway. so funny anyway. Yes. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah, we're talking about the Frozen 2 uh, teaser trailer yes. released. I'm, act- I'm actually incredibly interested in where this one's going. Yeah, I am too. This looks like we're actually doing a full-on adventure, like we might be... Traveling, yeah. How the queen and the princess, the two leading people of the country, are allowed to leave the country is interesting. Yeah, I'm curious how they're going to work that out, but that could be a minor point. And yeah, do they get te- do they get teleported or they travel well, there? Considering at the beginning of this teaser, we see Elsa trying to freeze parts of the ocean so she can run across it. it. Yeah. I'm curious where she thinks she's going to go. I bet you she wishes Moana was there to give her a hand. Probably. <laughs> yeah, by knows, the way. She knows how to get past that breaker. Oh, yeah. By the way, spoilers for the the teaser trailer for Frozen 2. If you have not watched it yet. Go watch it. Why yeah, are you listening? Why have you... Li- anyway. <laughs> so, um, the only other thing I'm acutely aware of news-wise was they re- announced the release date... For uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse on Blu-ray and on digital, which is actually next month. Yeah. A lot faster than I was expecting. I was expecting we wouldn't get that until May. Yeah. Yeah, I was was very surprised when I saw that same news. It's like, oh, it's coming out out next month. Oh, this is sweet. This might end up on the episode, on the the show faster than we expected it to. Yeah, you never know. Uh, The one thing that kind of threw me, because... You know, being a a very young child from the eighties, growing into the nineties, I remember when Jurassic Park first came out, mm-hmm. and because uh, this was the era of the VHS. Yeah, it took a year and a half for Jurassic Park to come out on VHS. So now that you have Spider Man into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. being released 
three months later? Well... That is astonishing. It is astonishing, but when you stop and think about it, the fact that it still takes three months is ridiculous. Yeah. In my mind, uh, the way it's digital, as quick as this process has to be going from digital to... It's digital. Nearly the entire uh, process is digital now. I mean, there's still some people who film in on film yeah for just for for stylistic purposes mm-hmm. but that's most that's transferred to digital before it goes to theaters because it's distributed to most theaters digitally now mm-hmm. i mean admittedly this is coming from someone not in the industry not knowing what headaches come to this yeah but i can't think of a technical reason myself why you shouldn't so in my mind the only reason it's still taking three months is just for marketing yeah i think for you know kind of the marketing same that same vein is where they want to get as maximum profit as they can in the mm-hmm. theaters and then come out with digitally and then they come out with the, the press version of it. But here's the uh, here's another little interesting thing. There's another third bit of news that I just remembered. Okay. Samsung announced within the last week that they are stopping Blu-ray production for the United States. What? They're they're not making Blu-ray players for the United States. At least right now they're saying they're not. Yeah. Probably they're going to come up. They may come up with something later. But right now, they've pretty much said we're not selling Blu-ray players in the United States anymore. Huh. This might be the first signs of home, uh, of a physical, the physical media going away. Hmm. That could be good and that could be bad. Yeah, definitely for those kind of like me who like a physical copy of a film. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I love having a digital copy of a movie. Well, don't get me wrong, if I can go on the mode and watch, yeah. watch it anywhere. But, but for someone who absolutely just loves the physical copy of a film, mm-hmm. that's a headache. Well, and, and, see, here's, plus, you, and here's the other thing. Yeah. Some of the stuff we've talked about, Join, yeah. some of the stuff we we own on Blu-ray and DVD, yeah. some of that is currently out of print. Yeah. Some of it, nobody knows who owns the rights to anymore. Right. Especially some of this anime that I own. Yeah. If at some point, when I, well, I still have the DVDs, and the DVDs are still working, and they're preserved, I can watch those anytime I want, no issue. Yeah. Legally. If at some... The thing is, with digital, you don't own anything. Exactly. If you buy something, buy it on Amazon, despite the fact you're paying, what, 15, 20 bucks for it? Yeah. Or 25 for a whole season, mm-hmm. like I did this morning on a, on something? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really own that. You are just pretty much renting it as long as as long as they let you, as long as they 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 allow you to to watch it. If they decide to pull it, you're SOL. Yeah, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I have. That's what what I'm not happy against. And I think one of the downsides that's going to run into this, we may have an uptick in uh, piracy of just people wanting to have their own version that's not. Uh, beholden to who's paying Amazon this month. I agree. I agree. Uh, there was one bit of news that I did remember seeing at one point where DC is coming out with a Batman Teenage Ninja Turtles movie. Yes, that actually looks interesting. It does, because I think this is based off a comic book, a comic book series that they've done in the past. There, there was a... Uh, 
a comic book series that was done, I think, back in the late 90s. Yeah, they've done recently as well. I think this was also sometime after... Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm thinking wrong, sorry. Um, but yeah, that's... And they've done one more recently, too, like you said. Yeah. So... Yeah, my my but bro- honestly, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman is not the goofiest matchup I've no, heard. No, it's not. It, it's Would you it's, like to know the goofiest matchup I've heard? What would that be? Nineteenth the the old Archie series. Okay. Not the new one, but the you know, the classic one. Yeah. And the Punisher. The Punisher? The Punisher. Okay. The Punisher goes to Riverdale. Oh, fun. I've it's been a. I didn't read it. I watched. Um, yeah. I think it was Linkara's atop the fourth wall uh, video re- review on it. Okay. Which uh, he can be a little. Well, he he tries to be clean, but you know, yeah. take that with a word of caution if you're going yeah. to look that up. Yeah. But um, last reflection. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but I remember some something. There was something to do with a flying cow head. That's all I remember. Okay. <laughs> It was, a, from what I could tell, it was a weird issue. <laughs> oh, okay. But, yeah, just, they are going to be, like, going with Turtles, because my brother Jim is a huge Turtles fan. Mm-hmm. He's always has been. He's he's the guy who goes to a Comic-Con just to go see uh, uh, Eastman, one of the creators. Yeah. He'll get a, a signed comic from him. And I think when... I don't know if Jim has seen this, but I'm pretty sure by the time this is put out, I guarantee he's going to read that or watch it. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get that. Because he's going to nerd out beyond belief because it's Turtles and Batman. Why not? Yeah. And plus, one of my favorite favorite, uh, comic artists of recent, he's an Australian artist who did the uh, kind of a mash between the... Team, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that was on Nickelodeon before Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and, the good one. Yeah. And Batman, the animated series. Okay. You know, it took that, that same style and it is so it is much a, fun. It is actually a very similar art style. Yeah, it is very similar. Although I think, wasn't the Turtles 3D in that show? Yeah, they were 3D. Right, but I mean, the, the way the, 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 the they were created, they have a similar art style. Yeah. Yeah, just the art style in that comic is just, oh man, I just love the artist. Great. Yeah. But that sounds like a very fun movie, just whenever it comes out. Uh, I saw like the first steal and I was like, not exactly thrilled about how the turtles are drawn, but it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. And isn't it going to be on Netflix of all places? Mm, or I don't know. It's just, anyway. Well, oddly enough. <laughs> this is a perfect segue into our movie this week. Yeah! Because the movie this week is, uh, it does actually have Michelangelo in it for a yes. very short amount of time. A very short time. It does have Batman in it. Yes. And it has many other characters yes, in it. Yes, it does. So, uh, I guess now we should move into our review for the Lego movie. Good morning, apartment. Ready to start the day. Jumping jacks, hit them. One. Two, three, I am so pumped up! Yes! Overpriced coffee. That's $37. Awesome! Everything is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this song! Everything is awesome. No, guys, wait up! (laughs) Where am I? 
Come with me if you want to not die. What is happening? You're the special. And the prophecy states that you're the most important person in the universe. That's you, right? Uh, yes. That's me. Relax, everybody. I'm here. Batman? Awesome! Who are you here to see? I'm here to see your butt. Oh my gosh! First try. My fellow master builders. Hello! Lord Business plans to end the world as we know it. There is yet one hope. The special has arisen. I know what you're thinking. He is the least qualified person to lead us. And you are right. A house divided against itself would be better than this. Abraham Lincoln! I'm not the special. I'm just a regular, normal guy. You have the ability to be the special because I believe in you. Robots, destroy him! Aloha, loser! We're winging. It's a bad pun. Take him to the melding chamber. Isn't there supposed to also be a good cop? Hi, buddy. Would you like a glass of water? Yeah, actually. Too bad. Entering your mind. What? I don't think he's ever had an original thought. That's not true. Introducing the double decker couch. So everyone could watch TV together and be buddies. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let me handle this. That idea is just the worst. To the Batmobile. Dang it. To the invisible jet. Dang it. So with this movie being Legos, the first thing I want to say is, like, everything is bricks and everything is gloriously awesome. Yes. The the fact that this is... It's so awesome, they sang a song about it four yes, times. Yes, they did. <laughs> they did. Kind of going with the, the childhood memories of mm -hmm. playing with Legos. I, th I think all of us, as, you know, growing as children, it doesn't matter if, you know, you're my generation, the generation before, or the newest generation... You're going to play with Legos. Everybody's done it. So I was wondering, yeah. what, what, what is I, your... I want to be nice to the Lego company. I feel like I need to correct you on one little thing. Okay. They're not called Legos. Okay. They're called Lego Bricks. Okay. Lego is the name of the company. Technical. <laughs> I'm just being nice because they'll correct you in a hurry. Oh, yeah, I know. Because um, technically the first Legos, if you don't see my quotation marks <laughs> with my claw hands... <laughs> yeah. Weren't the bricks we know. Okay. They were wooden toys. That makes sense. Because do you know what the word Lego means? Uh, I can't remember. What is it? If I remember correctly, it's is it Scandinavian? German. German. Anyway, it's a, it's a combination. It's based on the word Legot, mm -hmm. which means play well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, the guy who it's, made this, whose name I can't remember right now. Yeah, I it's, it's German or Austrian. I can't remember which. It's it's somewhere over there in the Germanic countries. Yes. Uh, he was making toys. It was just like your standard little wooden toys mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Eventually, they um, spread out and started making you know, other little toys that would have been popular during that era. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there was at one point where a shipment of their toys, moving going from their original country over... Shipping north of England mm -hmm. on a boat. The boat sank, and there are still those plastic toys washing up on British on on Scottish shores to this day. I remember hearing about that. That is so. Yeah, there are Legos showing up in Britain to this day from 
that make that long ago. That is, but terrible. the bricks were not made, I believe, until like the 30s and 40s when they first showed up. And do you know who first released the Lego brick system here in the United States? No, I don't. Samsonite. Samsonite? Samsonite, of all people. They were the people who had the the, the uh, mold machines over here. So they were trying to make the double-decker... Double-decker... Well, they had... Couch? They, ha- they had the machines, so they were producing the bricks over there. Well, eventually, Lego took it back all in-house. Yeah. As they were expanding. But, uh... So, yeah, that's where Legos came from. Okay. Meanwhile, I, in the 90s, when okay. I had Legos, I had one of those big... Sets that had, you know, just the random pieces. Yeah. The big, I think it was the 500 brick set. Yeah. And of course, who knows how many of those uh, Lego sets were given to me over the years. Yeah. But I kind of had a little bit of a love affair with Legos up until, even to this day. Because I do own, well, A, I do own a double-decker couch. (laughs) Because when I saw this movie the first time, it's like... When that Lego set is released, I'm buying it. <laughs> you apparently <laughs> and did. And I did buy it. I didn't buy any of the other ones, but I have a partially finished Millennium Falcon. I saw that. I have a Saturn V rocket. It is about four feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it's sitting in my room. <laughs> yeah. If you fell on it, it would take an eye out. Yeah, so yeah, I still play with Legos to this day, and I even got into the Lego Dimensions video game. Really? And had a bunch of those sets. Yeah. I have since torn them apart and threw them away, because I, I threw them back into my big pile of collection, because uh, I don't have that kind of room in my apartment anymore. Understood. But, uh, yeah, I definitely have a history with Legos. I got you. Yeah, I think my history of Legos was, obviously, you get the little sets, what have you. But when we were younger, we would go over to my cousin Brian's house, mm-hmm. and he had boxed away. He's kind of like you go see my child had a box of Legos, and we would just sit there for hours and hours and hours, mm-hmm. just making adventures up. Yeah, kinda, you know, kind of like much the, like you see in this movie. Yeah, exactly. And it's just you know, you know, dragons, damsels in distress, mm-hmm. knights in shining armor. And just all kinds of great, wonderful adventures. And, uh. In multicolored buildings. In multicolored buildings. Because you never had all the, all the brick colors you no, wanted. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you, we, we don't, we don't, we don't work for Lego, so we don't have every brick we want. Yes. Uh, in more, in more recent times, when they, when they were sort of releasing the sets for, uh, the Lego Movie 2, mm-hmm. a friend of mine via Facebook, her daughter, because apparently it was her first time ever getting a Lego set. Oh, okay. And so the mother posted her child playing with Legos for the first time. Mm-hmm. And first, she goes by the manual. Her and her dad are going through it. Yeah. Build the little set. And the next, the next post is like, okay, such and such has you know done her own thing. She's been created. It's the point. Yeah, exactly. That has always been the point of Legos. Admittedly, they sell them in the sets. Because it's easier to sell them in sets mm-hmm. than the big boxes. People yeah. are more likely to build a to buy a Star Wars Lego set than just a random Lego set. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. I understand that. But yeah. admittedly, there's nothing like when you're a kid and you're doing your best to build a uh, house. Yeah. Just out of the Lego pieces you get. And of course, you never finish it to where it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> At least if you're me. Because I get impatient and get bored after I've built about half a wall if I don't have instructions <laughs> to follow myself. Ah. So... 
I never had a completed building that looked good. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, I also have a Lego race car. Oh, fun. And a couple years ago, I made Lego ornaments for uh, my family. Oh, okay. For my uh, grandma, I got her... Or one of my grandmothers, I gave her a little cap. Mm-hmm. Another grandma, I gave a tra- uh, train engine in a tunnel kind of a deal. Cool. My mom got a race car, and my dad got an airplane. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that reminds me of... Uh... And I used my own version of the Craggle to do that. <laughs> oh, Because otherwise they'll fall apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that kind of reminds me, a former pastor at the church we both go to, uh, he is huge into Legos. He's more into the technical Legos, mm-hmm. where, you know, you build mechanical working Lego yeah. cars. And, admittedly, the ones where you have those pieces where the stuff lifts up and moves around is oh, cool yeah. Oh, yeah. to me. It's like, I can't believe they designed this, but uh, yeah, I, just, I understand how cool that is. Yeah, because apparently Doctor Wood would just be like, "It's like, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm not a math major, mm-hmm. but I just love the science of this thing." Be like, just yeah. nerds out about this. <laughs> well, there was also apparently at one point, and I think you can still find this in some ways. You can find programmable Legos, or really? you can make a machine that has a, a like a program, an engine in it that you can program to do certain things. Oh yeah, times. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, uh, I think they've discontinued it. And there are still people, I believe, on YouTube making uh, little ball machines with the mm-hmm. balls they don't make anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, made out of Legos. Oh, okay. Very cool. And that's not talking about... That's not even getting to the point of Brook Films, which is really what this movie is yes, based on. Yes, it is. Uh, which is just people really making stop-motion animated movies yeah. with Legos. And that's a lot of where this movie got its inspiration from. Oh, I agree. So, uh... I want to, before we get into who's in it and everything, I wanted to touch on how they actually made this film. It was okay. kind of cool. Lego, internally, and you can actually still download this program, they had a uh, program that they used for this called uh, Lego Digital Designer. Okay. Which essentially allows you, in a computer, to design Lego sets with a full selection of whatever brick you want to use. It has the entire catalog really? that all the Lego sets used. Over the years. And that's and they would use that to build the sets and the characters and all the stuff. They would save those out as 3D files. Mm-hmm. Load that into Maya, you know, the standard 3D mm-hmm. modeling program. A lot of these companies used to produce the models for the movies and video games. Yeah. Add the little touches like, uh, well, the artifacts are, mm-hmm. of course, done in that. The, uh, the little touches like uh, Benny's broken helmet. Yeah. And uh, the little... Fingerprints that you can see on some of the characters sometimes, oh, especially yeah. on uh, Emmett with, with the with the the, cra- the crazy glue. Oh yeah, you can see fingerprints on him a lot of times throughout the movie. And they would use that to do touches, and then they would animate it just as normal. So they are literally animating with Lego bricks, just <laughs> digital Lego bricks. Oh yeah, it's incredible the detail they go into. Just the yeah. Like, like the ocean scene? Well, oh my gosh, what, it's like rolling what, Legos. What I read was that their goal in making this movie is they wanted a person to be able to take any well, any of the Lego scenes from this movie, I should say, yeah. and actually recreate it. with If you have the right Lego sets. You yeah. should be able to recreate anything you see in this movie in Lego. Awesome. Which they did a very good... There's only actually a couple points, and I noticed this when I was re-watching the movie this afternoon. There's a few points where... The animation does not 
that does stuff that the toys shouldn't be able to do. Yeah, I noticed Mostly that. it's like little head movements, stuff mm-hmm. that you need, they, they wanted to do for, uh, you know, just to show emotion. The one I saw that really showed it was the, uh, when Green Lantern is stuck to the uh, bubble gun, bubble gum that uh, Superman's enclosed in, and oh, you can see yeah. his head move back and forth. It shouldn't be able to do that yeah. on the toy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, for the most part, that's it. They, they respected it to that point. Even to the point where, at the very end, where Lord Bit President Business is watching some of the Legos, watching some of the creations that people are building with his Lego sets, mm-hmm. uh, those were actually real Legos. Really, those were uh, those, those were actually designs submitted by kids to appear in the movie. Really, and then all they had to do was shoot the film of it combining or coming together or something with just very basic uh, rules. Essentially, it had to. Be two things that wouldn't normally go together combined together, like you see throughout that section of the movie. Oh, okay. So yeah, those were any of those, any, all that stuff on those video screens. Those were actual real Legos. Every uh, and of course the stuff during the live action segments was real Legos. Every other Lego was a digital re- recreation of the actual Legos. Wow, including camera effects. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I didn't even realize it the first time I watched it, but yeah. that scene where they're where the Batmobile is driving through Middle Zealand. There's a sentence I would not have been able to say ten years ago. <laughs> or what even made sense. There's a point where they drive through a puddle and water, as it would have, splashes onto the onto the camera, and you can actually see little Lego things slide yes. down. It's like that, and it's only on screen for a second. second. It's like okay, that is dedication. Yes. Y'all did not have to do that. Yeah, that is definitely a passion project. Yes. I guess we should actually get into who did all that, which yes. was the animation company was a, a company. I don't know what else they've done. I need to look into it. It was a, an animation company called Animal Logic. Hmm. Uh, it was released, of course, by Warner Brothers. Yes. Written and directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who uh, Phil Lord went on to write, and I believe he he, he had to uh, write... Uh, the original story and screenplay for Spider-Verse. Oh! That's right, I do remember mm-hmm. that. Yes. Uh, he and Chris Miller wrote uh, r- uh, wrote the original story for Lego Movie Part 2. Mm-hmm. And they, Chris, uh, Lord and Miller were originally the directors for Solo. Oh yeah, that's right. But because uh, Lucasfilm was not happy with the movie they were getting from mm-hmm. them, they got ousted and Ron Howard came in and Fixed and uh, remade the show, remade that movie. So, yeah. Admittedly, what we got was good in Solo. I am kind of curious what Lord and Miller's would have looked like. Yeah, what their direction was. That might have been interesting. Cool. The music was uh, done by Mark Mothersbaugh. Do you, okay. Do you know who he is? No clue. What if I told you he was a part of Devo back in the day? Really? Yeah. Really? He's one of the people, in, one of the members of Devo. Emmett was played by Chris Pratt. Yes. Wild Style was played by Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Batman was played by Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Princess Unikitty was played by Allison Brie. Yes. Spaceman Benny was played by Charlie Day. Uh, Metalbeard was played by Nick Offerman. Vitruvius by Morgan Freeman. President Business and the Man Upstairs were played by Will Ferrell. Uh-huh. And then you have the amazing performance... Of Bad Cop and Good Cop by Liam Liam Neeson. (laughs) And the fact that I'm fairly convinced he must have done those one right after another in the same recording session. (laughs) Because it's that quick. Yeah, those his performance in that movie was just uncanny. Just like, wow! I was like, Like, wait a minute, that's and that's Liam Neeson? 
and he's also the voice of uh, the father cop. Oh yeah, that's he right. He also does this, plays his father. It's someone else playing the mother, of course. Yeah, but although it would have been funny to hear him. <laughs> that would have been. But uh, so yeah, it, that is that, that is who was in this movie. Yeah, and I'm just going to spoil the uh, the twist at the end of this movie at the beginning because really. Everything about this movie is explained by this. Every yes. weird little inconsistency, logic jump, and everything. This is, movie is based on a kid's imagination. Yes. Playing with his father's Lego sets but that technically he should not have been playing, playing with. with. But um, when you're watching it with that knowledge, yeah. even stuff like the, the micromanagers mm-hmm. makes sense. Because you can see you know, a father and a son trying to play together. And the father's trying to do the specific thing, but the son's just going off doing whatever he wants for fun. So you can see micromanager going in and saying, no, it's got to be like this. It's got to be like this. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's based kind of on that. A lot of the stuff you hear, of course, Lord Business say, mm-hmm. being voiced by Will Ferrell, who plays the father, yes, is very much the kind of thing you would expect a father to be saying if he's focused on trying to do something. Yeah. And maybe is not very good at talking to his son. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will just say, be like, Will Ferrell, I have never been a real fan of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like from Saturday Night Live into his own career, yeah. I never really wasn't a fan because I'm not a fan of really just dumb comedy, yeah. But his performance in this movie was absolutely very outstanding. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised. I was like, "Wow, that's Will Ferrell. That's yeah, impressive." It's not him being you know wild and crazy and goofy. Well, I mean, some of his wild and crazy and goofy comedy is in there. It's just done by other people, yeah. Because honestly, I could see him starring in a show called Where's My Pants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, oh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's yes. performance as Vitruvius. As Vitruvius. My favorite line of his was not supposed to be said. Okay, what would they at the when they're in the dog? I mean, he's about and Emmett's about to give his speech. Oh, and Morgan Freeman says, "You're going to have to write all that down because I'm not going to remember any of it." <laughs> One thing. Doesn't quite fit the scene. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But do you know why that recording even exists? No, I don't. Lord and Miller, this is the first time Morgan Freeman was in an animated movie. Oh, really? I did not know that. I did not so know this that. This is the first time he's done voice acting. And he thought when he was going into this performance, he was going to be in a room with a bunch of other people recording at the same time. Oh, okay. But he had his own recording session for whatever reason. Yeah. They were trying to get. Lord and Miller had a made an edit to the script, but it was not written down yet. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to get him to get, get Morgan Freeman to say this line. And he just spouted off, well, you're going to have to write that down because I'm not going to remember all this. <laughs> and they love that line so much. They worked it into the movie and did it a lot of the marketing material. Oh, wow. Because it's in a lot of the trailers. In fact, it's probably in the one you heard before we got into this. Probably. Uh, and I believe it was in last week's teaser too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that all automatically comes to my comes to mind comes to mind when I hear Morgan Freeman in this movie. Now, great, I've only watched it once, but it was just oh mm-hmm. my gosh! It's like he's coming. Cover your butt. Yes, cover the mouth. Cover the what? <laughs> and then my other favorite line is, "I see everything." President Mrs. shoots him in the eye. Goes, "Oh my eye!" <laughs> and then it gives the. Uh, the, the, the prophecy. The prophecy. That is made up. That is made up. And I love really, that. You know it's made up the minute you hear it because it's so generic. <laughs> it could be anyone. <laughs> that is true. Oh, he's the special. The special. The most interesting, most greatest person who ever lived. 
That's you, right? Uh, uh sure. sure. <laughs> and then we can, that flows straight into Chris Pratt's character of yep, Emmett. Of Emmett. Oh man, Emmett the. I love Emmett. Oh yeah, I love he's Emmett. the hopeless optimist. He doesn't even realize people don't know who he is. Yeah, he just bland, be like yes. as, as it says, be like the ordinary Lego construction figure work. Yeah, the ordinary Lego construction worker figure who is mistakenly identified as the special. Yes, the the master builder who can only build a double decker couch, but later unlocks his building potential. Indeed, here's the thing about him. I, I, I absolutely love the character. Yes. He makes the third time Chris Pratt has appeared as a Lego minifigure. <laughs> yes. Because he's also in the Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World, World and in the Marvel superhero one. <laughs> yes. Star-Lord! Yes, he is Star-Lord. And they actually play on both of those in Lego Movie Park 2. Oh. There's, there's little references to that. I'm not going to get into that because we're not talking about that movie. Oh, yeah. But you'll see it when you go in there and okay. watch that movie. I'll definitely just keep an eye for it. Um, but he is one of the most fun characters in there. And I love how he has absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah. But yet he's the most optimistic. And he's the one who's most convinced everything's going to turn out all right. Yeah. Despite the fact nothing should be turning out all right. No. Especially by the end of it. Yeah, it's just by almost like luck and circumstances that because Emmett happened to do something stupid, something works. Yes, exactly. Well, like like Wildstyle says at the end, all his plans are stupid and mostly useless. But yeah, he's the one who got closest to actually beating this thing <laughs> than anybody else did. Yes. Also that you got, like I just said, you have Wildstyle, mm-hmm. the character, real name Lucy. Yes. Who apparently is so insecure... That she's changed her name about five or six times. Yeah, I remember that. And not to give too much away from uh, Lego Movie Part 2, she dyed her hair. <laughs> okay, that makes it's sense. It's a little fun thing. And she may have had a connection to Emmett that's a little deeper than you would expect. Okay. Especially once you know what kind of music he likes. Uh, okay. Uh, but she is probably one of the most fun characters in it because I love how angry she is at him during the Wild West sequence. Oh. The Old West sequence. <laughs> yes. Telling him all this stuff and he's not even really listening. And you, you, you hear his version <laughs> like, blah, 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 oh, character stuff, know. backstory Sorry, stuff. Was... I'm really angry at you and, I, and, you, and you don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, th- and then that kind of ties into the triangle of this romance. Batman. 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 I'm dark and looming. Yes. This is real music. Dark. Brooding. (laughs) I'm Batman. I only work in in black pieces and sometimes very, very dark gray. Uh, Batman is Batman. There's really not any better way to describe that. Yeah, he's Batman. And ironically, this is the first time we've brought up Batman in a movie and on this podcast. Not even the real Batman. <laughs> I mean, he is a real Batman. He's yeah. probably better than he's better than George Clooney was. Oh, absolutely! But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Will Arnett does a better job than George Clooney. Uh, than George Clooney, yes. yes. He's the only he, him and Val Kilmer. The only two people I'll say he's definitely doing a better job than. <laughs> I may fight you on anybody else, <laughs> but um, yeah, Will Arnett's uh, Batman is probably one of the funniest ones. I especially like his performance later on in Lego Batman. Let's face it, this is another time where Liam Neeson and Batman go toe-to-toe. Yes, they do! <laughs> the weird connections you see in this movie yes, you do. shouldn't be connections. But they yeah. Are. It's a weird interconnected universe. Yes, and yet it's also not. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
So, um, from there you've got, uh, I guess the next character that's actually introduced is Unikitty. Wow. A unicorn kitty who is suppressing rage. Yes, exactly. She's, the entire time, she's like, oh, happy and joy, happy and joy. There's no negative feelings, no mustaches, and no consistency. (laughs) Because that's a lot of rules in a place that has no rules. (laughs) And she's, like, she's a boiling, like, she's a tempest ready to roar. Oh, yes, very much so. But what is this feeling? It's the opposite of happy. (laughs) I've got to think happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Happy Rainbows. Thoughts. Teddy bears. Cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. Then. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm going to get you. Hard. Unikitty might be my favorite character. <laughs> because she's the kind of character I should hate. And yet yes. I love her. <laughs> it's a very adorable character. Yes. Very, very adorable character. And then Metalbeard. Oh, Metalbeard. I love his backstory. I love it. Yes. The fact that he he storms this place, He's, he goes all the way, all his compatriots get obliterated, his yes. body gets obliterated, he has to build well, a mechanized you, suit when with you a have, short gun. When you have to fight lasers, and then sharks, and then laser sharks, <laughs> you're lucky to be alive. It's a freaking laser beam! And admittedly, I did learn something from his character okay. in this movie. I was unaware until I watched this movie that the first law of the sea is that you shouldn't put your butt on a pirate's face. <laughs> oh, speaking of Metal Beard, his entire mechanical body be like is so amazing, and he has a shark for a cannon. Yes, and the first thing that brought to mind was. It's like, okay, here's his shark can. There's no way on earth he's going to... Batman's shark repellent bat spray. <laughs> yes! Yeah, I don't think it's going to work against this cannon. Well, could that be the reason why that shark repellent bat spray is in Batman's... Ca- in, in the Batcave in Lego Batman? <laughs> to keep Metalbeard away. <laughs> that could be it! That could be it. I never thought of that. kind of get the feeling they aren't really friends. No, I don't think so. <laughs> And I have to say, since we are near the, in that scene where uh, Metal Beard is introduced, yes. this is the only movie in all of history that can get away with that line, Abraham Lincoln, come back here with your space chair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. So, also, also with that scene, I want to point out another little interesting bit of trivia that the Lego movie happened to be the first movie to do. Really? What's that? First movie with Wonder Woman. Oh, I didn't think about that. You're right. It is the first time she she appeared on in in, in a theatrical film. Ah, didn't know that. The other uh, time she has appeared was on TV and made for TV movies. Because the only time, the next time she appeared in film was in Wonder Woman. Woman that... Well, actually, Batman versus Superman. But... Yeah, Batman v Superman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Also, the first time the Invisible Jet appeared on in the movie. <laughs> Which, I have to say, that is my favorite joke. Yes, that is. That is he's like, everyone, to the Batmobile. <laughs> Dang it. Everyone, to the Invisible Jet. <laughs> and it just shoots to the same area where there's nothing there, and, and an explosion happens. He goes, Dang it. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire film is the Star Wars scene with the Millennial yes. Falcon. And what's more interesting is that's actually the first time Star, Star Wars characters have appeared on a movie screen after Disney bought Star Wars. Really? My assumption is mm-hmm. that, that the production of this movie must have been must have already been ongoing 
Yeah. When, and the character's appearance must have already been licensed. Yeah. Before the buyout. Oh, okay. Because there were a couple things that, uh, that was in production at Lucasfilm that still came out after that buyout, too. Okay. And mostly a horrible fairy, animated fairy movie that I don't suggest we watch. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO again. <laughs> and, um, Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. That was that was mind blowing. Was, oh my gosh, that's Lando. That's actual Lando. And don't quote me on this. I think that was uh, the original Chewy Growls too. That could be it. The only one of those characters that's not the original actor is the Han Solo. Solo. Yeah, but still, how often can you see Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, the- and Batman take off in the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> it's like, sorry, babe, I gotta go hang out with my friends. <laughs> I get, you know, some guy, guy time. Yeah. It's a like, yeah, you know, right? No, I don't get it. Yeah. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> and then Emmett's trying to comfort Wildstar wow. on Batman leaving. And he says, you know, I've always thought Batman was the worst. He says, hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> well, well, I thought you were this. Oh, no, that was all dudes. Even the hairy guy. He was all dudes. All, and the gold dude. All dudes. Uh, <laughs> so I sold their, I have sold their hyperdrive and came back. Weren't they going to miss that? But, uh, Chewie, we gotta make education the hyperdrive, we're gonna get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. love that. That was the perfect scene. It was like, just, that and was I the was, movie there just when, to watch that. And when I watched that back in theaters, this was definitely a movie you should have saw in theaters. Yeah. I didn't know that was coming. Oh. There was no clue that that no was clue coming. I watched it. I was, I'm watching that. I'm thinking, okay, admittedly, the double decker couch survived. Mm hmm. Of course. They're on the ship. It's like, okay, you need a hyperdrive. It didn't even occur to me Star Wars would come up. <laughs> and, that was, and Batman says that line, oh yeah, like a spaceship's just going to appear right out of the sky. And then, da-da! It's like, and I'm, I'm in that movie theater <laughs> opening day, of course, going, ha ha ha! They actually got the Maluma. Oh look, it's Billy D. Williams and Anthony Daniels doing the wrong. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> Oh, it was a great moment. Oh, glorious. I was like, what in the world? This is so cool. And and honestly, that that right there, I think, is this movie's magic. Yes. The story is slightly incoherent. Oh, yeah. Admittedly. What is happening on screen is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. But this entire movie, much like the song says... Is awesome, <laughs> and it taps into that inner five-year-old who played with Legos. Yes, it does. It, it all four of the of the Lego movies do that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Even if you don't know the story in some of these, yeah. Because I honestly didn't keep up with Lego Ninjago, though I've meant to go back and watch the series since I saw the movie. Ah, but anyway, uh, then we get storming the tower. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love the fact that they actually brought Bruce Wayne into this because they had no reason to. Yes. They were like, Bruce what? Wayne? Who's that? Sounds like a cool guy. And you can just see Wildstyle over there face palming. It's like, <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> and then you've got Unikitty. <laughs> yes. With the, with the suit stuff on there. And especially when Batman, later on, when Batman leaves her with the robots to deal with them, and she's goes, business, 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 <laughs> numbers. 
is this working? And the robot goes, yes. He says, yay! Yay! I just bust out laughing. It's like, why is this funny? This is stupid. But it's funny. (laughs) Snarf, snarf, snarf. Business, business, business. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And plus... You gotta have... If you're gonna destroy the world, you might as well do it with tunes and, <laughs> and surround sound. <laughs> and let's face it, we've all had Benny's problem with voice-activated computers. Yes. <laughs> shut down system! Shut down system! Disable all shield! Disable all shield! <laughs> I'm sorry, that movie is not available <laughs> in your area. <laughs> what movie? I said disable the shield! <laughs> Let me try be on disabling yon shield. Disabling shield. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't get to Spaceman Benny. <laughs> oh yeah. We didn't oh, yeah He's another favorite character of mine. <laughs> I loved it how they kind of just did this throwback to an older type of Lego figure. And, and it's like... And they were you... detailed enough to note that almost every version of that helmet yeah. has the piece broken at the yeah. bottom. Oh. And they put that in there. What? It was a weakness in the in the design, and it's very common when you find that that helmet for it to be split like that. Really? Yeah. Huh? And they and they and apparently that was also a piece that uh, Lord uh, Phil Lord had, I think, when he was a kid. So he really created that character based on his mem- based for his memories for, oh, his own, okay. for his own business, and then kept him in there. Oh, that is <laughs> after, awesome! After the joke of nineteen eighty something space guy. <laughs> That is so cool. Man, just the... There again, you know, kind of gets sucks you back into being that king. Yeah. Just, that, you're just playing and having fun. Your yeah, imagination like, rolling. There's there's coherency if you dig far enough. Yeah. <laughs> but on the surface, it is weird and confusing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, lo- it's glorious weird and confusing. So, uh... Where was I going? And then, of course, you've got the blind guy being the lookout. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, because, oh, yeah. I can see you. Right? Like, I can see you. <laughs> He's staring at the wall through binoculars. It's like, keep it a lookout. Okay. <laughs> That'll work. Because what Emmett's plan is, is to sneak them in there. Yeah. By, fo- by following the instructions, which is not what they're good at. Yeah. So he knows that President Business is not going to be looking for that. He's going to yeah. be looking for weird stuff. Yeah. So that's why they had to build this, that other spaceship in the first place. And once again, had to tell Benny, no, we're not building that spaceship. He's like, <laughs> oh, darn it. Smash. Yeah. You're really letting the tank air out of my tank, guys. <laughs> Lucy and Emmett. I'll mm-hmm. just go ahead and start calling her Lucy because that's how I think of her at this point in the yeah. movie. Um, they're sneaking in, trying to carry the speakers in that Bruce Wayne convinced President Business <laughs> to get. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dre- with foil all over them to be robots. <laughs> and saying, what is wrong with your voice? That sounds a lot like a human voice. Give me a break. I've only been a robot for... This is the first time I've had a robot voice. What do you mean this is the first time you've had a robot voice? You've been a robot forever. <laughs> Who are you two people? <laughs> Everything is awesome. <laughs> all right. This is my jam. <laughs> and they all start singing it. And she's man, I hate this song. And they all turn on the light. And it's like, how dare you hate this song? And she starts singing in... A very amazing voice. Everything is awesome. It's not, I'm not doing a good job of it. But the, obviously she knows the song, even though yeah. she hates it. <laughs> Which I guess, how would you not? Yeah, it's so catchy. But uh, I will point out, if you've seen the Lego movie part two, there's a reason she knows the song. 
Oh, uh, okay. We'll have to learn that when, when we come you, to it. I'm just throwing that out there just because it's on my mind. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Trying not to spoil anything, but it's gotcha. kind of thrown under there if you wouldn't catch it. But anyway, gotcha. Benny at this entire time is having a hard time getting, as we know, getting the shield to disable. And just in the nick of time, after Wildstyle beats up the the dudes in the control room, yes, they're able to unget the shield. And oh, I guess we should actually say what they're trying to do because we've never talked about why he's the special. Yeah, <laughs> we, we haven't. We haven't really bring that up that he's the one who found the piece de re- piece of resistance Dance. to the craggle. What is the craggle, Girl. Jacob? Crazy glue. Yes, <laughs> it's among such other artifacts as the orb of Titalis. <laughs> the I've I got some of these written down because they were they were amazing. Um, hang on, uh, the fleece crested scepter of Qutip and. <laughs> The Polish Remover of Nail. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that totally reminds me. He's a... Uh, and the Cloak of Ben-Daid. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I think the first time I... And, and there's an, actually another artifact they don't give the name of, but it's the one Vitruvius is carrying around that stick with the uh, with the dum-dum edge at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't realize that's what it was until I was watching it, like, the second time. Yeah. And I realized... Wait a minute. That's a chewed up pop. Uh, you know, a Tootsie Roll pop. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But that's what that is. That's the really? That can be. I mean, the tw- in the actual Lego set, it's just a regular staff. But when yeah. you look at it in the movie, that's not a Lego piece. <laughs> no, it's not. Thinking about it now, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, art- the artifacts that they come with are just things that affect the Lego universe that are not Legos. Mm-hmm. Like giant golf balls. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just boom! <laughs> yeah. And the craggle is there specifically from uh, the the man upstairs, who's mm. the artifact will destroy the world as they know it on Taco Tuesday. And why is it called Taco Tuesday? Because Lord Business's device to freeze everyone is, is an acronym for, uh, I don't remember the whole thing, uh, Anyway, it's an acronym that comes out to tacos, but the S is silent. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's like it's the, the K is craggle. One, I don't remember what the rest of it is. Yeah, something. Taco. Anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's a funny joke. Yeah, but uh, the movie is so good. I, it's hard really to go into all the other good stuff. There's so much detail in the film. In, in the film, and it all comes to a head at the very end. At one, they find they all get captured. Yeah. Lord Business has everyone else in the uh, the think tank mm-hmm. to be forced to make designs for him for all eternity. But he h- hates Emmett so much that he's tied him to a battery and is going to shock and kill everybody. <laughs> this is after they've killed Vitruvius, it's, by the way. And yes. And I love that point. It's like, I've got to tell you something about the prophecy. It will change your whole life. And then he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't get the chance to say And then he comes back as a ghost. he comes back as a ghost. Hanging from <laughs> a wire, from, not just wire. It is actually uh, floss. Yeah, okay. He's hanging yeah. from floss, <laughs> and it's glow. It's a glow in the dark ghost because he's glowing. Yeah, he's just floating. <laughs> <It's Woo. laughs> but yeah, he's gonna. He's they're gonna shock and kill everybody in a hundred Mississippi. Lord Business apparently never studied any other villain in history to know. You don't do that. That's how Batman escapes. <laughs> Every except, time. Except Batman didn't escape on this one. It was actually Emmett. 
<laughs> who actually was able to get the uh, the battery out before it shocked and killed everybody. Yeah. And he falls into the abyss of the unknown, and you would think that means he's dead. Yeah, you would think so. You'd think. But uh, then that's when the twist happens. Mm-hmm. He wakes up on the floor of in the basement. The, in the real in, world. In the real world, where a little kid is playing with everybody, and he he's... You see this entire thing, every little strange, weird, and inconsistency that threw me off the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. admittedly. I, I, lo- I love the movie when I first watched it, but I thought, this is, movie's got some real problems. When I first watched it, until yeah. that scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, that explains everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's one of those films where you're like, you don't be like, oh, in the middle of the film, I'm going to drop it. You gotta watch it yeah. until the very the end. very end, it's like, oh my word, that's what this is going on. And then it's like, is this and he sees the kids goes, Is this the man? And just as he says the man, yeah. Will Farrell walks down to the yeah. basement and you go, Dun. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Will Farrell! Will Farrell is the man upstairs. And he's the voice of President Business. They're supposed to be the same character because this is all in the boy's imagination. <laughs> Holy crap! This movie has a lot of thought in it that it didn't seem to have 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Oh my! And literally, the movie the the essence of this movie boils down to a relationship between a father, father and, and son. son. And it's you don't you don't see that coming. No, you don't. Up until there is you do see in the flashback when he first touches the piece of resistance. Yeah, you see a little. You flash see, of, you do see a short flash of the kid. Yeah, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, because it doesn't. It, it goes by so fast, if you weren't looking for it, I yeah. don't think you'd see it. I don't think I saw it when I first saw the movie. Yeah. But... Like, when I first saw the movie, I was like, wait, hold on. I think I've got the story figured out already. Yeah. And so when I was, you know, watching this, I was okay, I'm just like... And then he goes into the real world, and it's like, like oh, that makes perfect sense now. But this there is this revelation. I do have to point out one mistake the movie made, though, when they switched to the real world. Okay. Throughout the movie, you see a scene, a plastic scene, going d- straight down uh, Emmett's hair. Okay. That scene's not on the Lego piece in the real oh, world. Oh, I didn't see that. It is on the Lego piece on the close-up when he's uh falls underneath the desk. Yeah. But on the rest of the scenes, when you see him, it's a solid piece with no scene. Huh. His hair is... It's a minor thing. It really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because, I mean, he does, his texture doesn't look exactly right in that, in the live action scenes either. Okay. But, because it's, it's a lot, it looks like it's, really looks like they took it straight out of the mold. Because <laughs> it's a little, it's a little more brighter than I think any Lego pieces I ever had were. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that, there was that. Yeah. And, interesting thing, uh, of course, he sees the, po- the cat poster that says to believe. Oh, and then the little mouth move, quoting Vitruvius. I know it sounds like a cat poster, but it's true. <laughs> and I remember laughing my butt off when I saw that the first time. It's like you just went the cheapest way to do this, and it works. <laughs> oh, uh, but then you know he goes. The kid goes to put him back in the world and sends him through that cardboard tube. Oh full yeah, of Lego pieces with the words. What's what's it say on the side of it? Did you catch that? No, I didn't. It says magic portal, which. At first glance, you would think that's just, okay, that's what it is. It's his magic portal to get back into the world. And in essence, that's what yeah. it's referring to. That's not all it's referring to. Okay. 
it's actually a shout out to one of the very first brick films called Magic Portal. Really? That is what because the guy who worked who made Magic Portal, yeah, went on for a time to work at Animal Logic. Okay. On a lot of their stuff, and he actually left Animal Logic before the Lego Movie started production. But as a tribute, they decided to call that one that they they put Magic Portal on the side of that. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Uh, wow. And plus, uh, it's also kind of a bit of payback because apparently Lego sued him over that. Over oh, that one of the few times they ever did they did something like that because uh, it was early on, you know, ownership rights. Who uh, actually owns the stuff to Lego? Yeah, it's a brick system. And interestingly enough, uh, the copyright on the actual system is for Legos is is a uh, gone out. It's public really? domain now. But anyway, that's yeah. why Mega Blocks can connect up to Legos. In oh, case okay. you didn't know. Yeah. So basically, Lego was trying to, you know, squash imagination. Well, no, that wasn't what it is. It's just they were trying to protect their cop, their oh, trademark, yeah. and their copyright. And now they don't care because they yeah. don't actually own the copyright to the system anymore, or not to the original Lego brick system. Yeah. Uh, a lot of their newer stuff, newer pieces like yeah. the Technic system. And I think even the Duplo system, they still own the rights to. Yeah. But it should be noted that all those systems are designed to interconnect. Mm. If you didn't know that. Didn't know that. You can actually connect a Lego brick up to a Duplo. I didn't know that. (laughs) I've not done it. I've just read you could do it. And I have looked at the underpiece of a Duplo and saw, yeah, it's got the, it doesn't hold it very good. Yeah. But but it does hold it. Okay. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. But that's still also my favorite joke at the end of this movie. <laughs> oh. Uh, but we've pretty much exhausted, I think, what we can talk about I, I think on the so. on this movie. Yeah, there's there's one so, there's one other thing I, okay. I, I remember. Go ahead. I, I've kind of driven this conversation because I love this movie so much. I oh, apologize for oh, that. Oh, no problem. Not a problem. I get the feeling I talk too much in this show. No, it's Don't all right. Don't give you enough time to talk. No, it's all right. The uh, the one thing that kind of one of the key points of this movie that I found the very end of this movie that it's about pure creativity, pure mm-hmm. imagination, and not being restricted to you know the instructions to be yes. like everybody is quote unquote special that yeah. you, that you that you have this ability to create because even when Emmett when he first starts he has basically no imagination whatsoever. All except his double-decker couch. Which was just to fix a problem he saw. Yeah, that's it. But now, be like, ever since be like, the very end of the movie, he starts to see things. And mm-hmm. I think it's their goal in the movie is to literally tell kids, and it's like, be like, just let your imagination flow. Be a yeah. kid. And like telling us adults, just be a kid. Enjoy. Now, have fun. Don't follow the rules like you're supposed to in some ways. Can I point out something cool that I did not see until the viewing I saw today? Okay. Of all the laurels you see during this movie, which one does not fit? Which one is really... When you think about these movie, these worlds originally being built by the man upstairs, not the kid. Oh. Which one doesn't fit? Because one of the worlds doesn't fit. I don't know. What? Cloud Cuckoo Land. Oh, that because doesn't... it's completely odd and crazy and weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. They say that throughout the movie. When I was watching it, and they and he and uh, Wolf Ferrell says, "Well, you've got your Legos over there by the Christmas decorations." Uh huh. And the camera switches over there, and you see all his Legos over there. A, they are set up like Cloud Cuckoo Land, and B, they're sitting on a box that says "Cloud Brothers Moving." Oh. <laughs> 
So it's like, oh, I, I now know where they got the name Cloud. It's like kind of where I wondered about that. That makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't notice that until this time, and I just remembered it. So Okay. I just wanted to bring that up. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess we should, while we're remembering to do it this time, uh, say if this is a family-friendly movie. So what do you think? My thoughts, yes. Definitely, it's an enjoyable, funny, hysterical film that anyone, and be like any age, is going to enjoy this film. If you're mm-hmm. the toddler to the 88-year-old, you're going to have a blast with this film. So yes, definitely highly recommend that it is a family-friendly movie. I will say it is also. Uh, it is a movie I can't imagine some kids not liking, or really anyone not liking, but I know that some people who are, it may not flow with everybody. I'll I'll grant that much, but honestly, I love this movie. And on a 10-point scale, I'd rate it a 9 out of, 9.5 out of 10. The only thing I'm docking here in terms of, in terms of a rating is the fact that it ends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it I ends agree. quickly. Yes. Yeah. But it's also, but it is a good setup for the sequel too. So. Yeah, I, I would definitely give it a definitely a good solid nine. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good solid nine. Now, if I remember correctly, we didn't do the exact same thing with our last movie. Yeah, uh, that is the thing. We will have to uh, amend, put an addendum for the last episode on this one because we admit we forgot to. Because admittedly, it was the second time through it. Uh, we forgot to say whether on Tangled we thought it was family friendly or give our ratings for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, Tangled is a very family friendly movie. I suggest going on watching it. Yes, same here. Tangled is an absolutely amazing film. It's one of my favorite animation Disney films of all time. So yes, definitely go watch it. It's a ten in my book. Yes, I'm saying it's nine point nine. I'm. I'm wanting to be very careful with what I give a full a straight out ten to. Okay. Simply because nothing's exactly perfect. Yeah. I know a movie that might be a ten coming up, but okay. Uh, we're not ha- we hadn't made it there yet. Okay. So we have reached the end of another podcast, and it's time to pick uh, our next movie to review. All right. Next week. Uh, to remind everybody once again what movies are on the are our possibilities. Uh, on number one, we have Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Number two, Batman, Return of the Caved Crusaders. Number three, Transformers the Movie. Da, 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 da. Number four, our new one for this uh, this week, uh, Big Hero 6. Yes. Number five, How to Train Your Dragon. And number six, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Ah. And because we got to do my movie this week, uh-huh. Jacob, for the first time in the show, gets to roll. So, have at it. And it's a five. How to Train Your Dragon. Woohoo! And this is the best week for it, considering it's in theaters this Friday, for, uh, for as of this recording. Yes! So, next time, we'll be recording How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. I've got to watch all three, all, both movies before I go see the third one, so this is a perfect timing. <laughs> Good deal. Okay, so uh, that just leaves our, our sign outs. Uh, you can find us, you can email us at uh, the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com. That is the Cellcast with one L, not two. Mm-hmm. You can, and then of course, you have our Facebook group. Yeah. On, just uh, search for the Cellcast, it is a closed group. Meaning it will, you'll have to ask to come in, and if we like the look of your name, I guess we'll let you in. Yeah. (laughs) 
And also, you can find us. You can also find us on your favorite podcast directory, which we are currently on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please like and subscribe where you listen to us. Well, and definitely give us reviews. Yes, definitely. Uh, because reviews are actually what help us the most. Yeah. The more reviews we have, the more likely we are to show up on their lists that promote it, to help promote us in their directory itself. Yeah. So. And plus we like, you know, stars above five. <laughs> if you can. Yes. We, we will be, we will be your best friends if you yes. do that. Uh, best, being best friends doesn't actually mean anything, but. <laughs> So where so where can our audience find us personally? Uh, well, I can be found on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. Look me up there, and eventually, <laughs> I'm going to have a. Uh, I'm going to get. I'm going to put some photographs up on uh, DeviantArt finally, so that people can actually see my creative outlets online. Oh, okay. If I ever get around to doing it. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> understandable. Uh, you can find me at Jacob B Heron on Facebook. And also, you can like my personal art page at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw every day. I don't get to do that every day, but I try every day to draw. Understandable. And I guess that's that for us this week. So, uh, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you on the next episode of The Cellcast. I'll get you next time. Like swikes, man! Like we gotta get out of here right now! Right! Right, everybody! Everything is awesome! Everything is cool when you're part of a team! Everything is awesome! When we're living our dream! No need to rock the next time on. In 2010, the creators of Shrek, Madagascar, and Kung Fu Panda invite you to hold on for the 3D ride of a lifetime. DreamWorks How to Train Your Dragon. Training begins 2010 in 3D.